live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on August 14th to hit the internets on August 15th. Listen to the show where? Well, it's plenty, plenty, plenty places. You can listen to it on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, and follow me on Twitter. Please, for the love of God, follow me on Twitter. Excuse me. At BrianBuck13 and at Red Ticket Blues. I'm excusing myself here. I'm drinking a... It's a sour ale, and I have some of your pearl in your eyes. Oh, sour ale. Just be a man, Brian. Get a Michelob and just drink it and don't mention it. Shut up. So it's a Lagunitas uh, Dark Swan Sour Ale. <laughs> some of the nas- names of craft beer. I just... Dark Swan. No, oh, it's, it's, it's a limited release, though. We've got 8.2% alcohol on it, so come at me, bro. Uh, but but how, how's it going? Seriously. When's the last time someone asked you, how's it going? You know, I don't mean the bullshit pleasantries and the, the, the guy walking by your cubicle. Hey, 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 what's up, man? How's it going? You know, seriously, I'm asking you, how, how are you? Yeah. Not great, huh? Not every day. They can't all be winners. Again, you're picking your nose. They can't all be winners. You know, just not every day, sunshine and rainbows, but we're going to get through together. We're going to get through for the next, I don't know, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, 55 minutes. And, uh. All be right with the world, right? So yeah, I uh, do the podcast. Just got back from uh, the grocery store, and I'm not going to do a hokey uh, grocery store. You ever notice when you're pushing the carts around? There's always that one wheel. Um, I'll just say this: ugly people usually procreate together, and they produce hideous children. I'll leave it at that. Use your imagination, or don't. Uh, so just another day, Tuesday, Northern California. Smoke starting to. Uh, dissipate, even though everyone's uh, still got the, a lot of people have their masks on, but, uh, I mean, masks, I don't mean fucking, you know, <laughs> this isn't Cold War, I mean, uh, you know, masks to cover their face, but, you know, that's that, what are you gonna do, I'm tougher, I'll, in, I'll just, uh, I'll breathe it, I'll breathe it in, I don't give a shit, that, that's, that's me, that's me, uh, so I just celebrated a birthday, that's right, that's right, I, uh, I did it the way I normally do it, don't mention a goddamn thing about it at work, until a few weeks later, and then I'll just bring it up, and everyone will go, <sighs> You you didn't tell us. Oh, because I made that mistake in the past. And some people would remember every once in a while. And you know what happened? They say, oh, Brian, uh, uh, on your birthday, say, oh, Brian, uh, we're, we're having a, a meeting in the conference room. And oh, wow, really? Meeting in the conference room. And look at this. Everyone's already at the conference room. And I didn't get an email about it. <laughs> and you walk in. Oh, surprise. Oh, fuck you. You know, if I actually liked all the people that I worked with in the past where that happened, it, it, I wouldn't say, you know, I wouldn't approach it in that way. You walk in with the same morons that ask you, oh, hey, how's it going? And you don't care. Oh, oh, look, you got me a cake, a cake that I, I won't eat and all of you will eat and have seconds like Milton doesn't get a piece and office space and oh, wow, look at this card. Happy birthday. Don't get in too much trouble. Oh, Frank, oh, geez, you, you know me so well. Never. We've never hung out outside of work and I never will. I can't even contemplate going to a happy hour with how fucking much I hate you. Uh, and you know, it's just all the, the same bullshit. And then everyone just goes in their conversations and looks at their phone. It's just like, what, why, why do I even do this? Like, why, why, why do we celebrate my birthday? If, if it's not all about me, uh, but no, then I complain about that. So these guys were so obsessed with me, but so that's my birthday. And of course, if new listeners to the podcast, I've gone to Yankee stadium twice on my birthday and Yankee legends have died. I could have died on my birthday. That's right. Mickey Mantle 
and Phil Rizzuto, somber experiences that I was able to get through. So people, if someone asked me that day, say, hey, how you doing? You know what? I'm all right. I'm trying to get through this, but I'm doing okay. And I yelled at Kyle Farnsworth the whole time. And he never even entered the game. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but this year, baseball still was uh, you know part of the birthday. Went to the San Francisco Giants Stadium for the first time. That being AT&T Park. So that, let's, let's go over the list now. We got Yankee Stadium. Shea no longer exists, but I was there. But we'll say Yankee Stadium, City Field, Fenway Park, Citizens Bank, Camden Yards, both Chicago's, Miller Park, and both these out here. The Oakland OCO2, Ricky Henderson Field, Oakland Coliseum, and now AT&T Park. So let's let's start with the park itself before we get into the, the actual occasion that was there. It was a bore of a goddamn game. They will not – this one will not be put on the uh, – they will not be uh, promoting this to the children on Instagram, this game. You know, any uh, wacky plays or whatnot. It was uh, baseball boredom at its best. We'll put it that way. But AT&T Park, beautiful park. Obviously, if you've seen pictures, you know, we got these seats. Looks right over the bay and you can see everything. And I mean, it's it's definitely your new age park that they, they, they did this one right. They got it right, Susan. <laughs> when they built this, they got it right. Uh, but it was, it was... It, I really enjoyed it. It was a really nice park. It's better than Oakland. Uh, everyone talks about all the all the food options. Maybe I didn't see it. I just saw shitty food options and extremely expensive. I mean, if you've ever gone to San Francisco, everything's expensive. Everything. Um, so there are plenty of beer options. That's for sure. Plenty plenty of beer options. Oh, and here's a, here's a uh, pro tip. If you go to AT&T Park, uh, the first beer, $5 off if you let them scan your ticket. That must. I wonder if that has anything to do with their counting your drinks, which... I guess it really doesn't because they're only doing it once. But that first drink, if you scan your ticket, $5 off, the uh, the lady told me uh, behind there. She's like, yeah, yeah, secret of the pros in her Shooter McGavin voice. No, that's not true. But uh, but yeah, there's that. A lot, lot, of, lot of different beer options. Food wasn't that great. It was very expensive. And the beers, too. Yankee Stadium, you have a new rival. fourteen fifty for a domestic beer. And I don't mean craft or, or premium beer. I mean, like slightly better, somewhere in the middle, fourteen fifty. I'm trying to think of the actual beer, but there is a lot of craft beer there and whatnot. But, anyways, great stadium overall. Really enjoyed it. So, you know, this is and this is the difference though with East Coast uh, just mentality or temperament to West Coast mentality and or temperament. I heard somebody told me it's like, oh, well, you know, it's gonna be chilly. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fucking lived in New England my whole life. I know what chilly is. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, you, you're gonna want to dress warm. Okay, I'll bring a sweatshirt. Whatever. Yeah, in pants. I'm not wearing pants. I'm gonna wear shorts. I, I am a white bread male from Connecticut. I wear shorts all the time. It doesn't matter. There could be snow on the ground. I'm wearing shorts. Uh, so then it got weird when they say this. You're gonna want to bring a blanket. Yeah, I don't bring blankets to baseball games. I, I'm a man. And, and and I expect a woman to feel say the same thing. Again, hey, we're inclusive. Hey, hey. So I see people. I heard, I heard them say, I'm like, I'm not bringing a fucking blanket to a baseball game. Uh, I've, been to, I've been to goddamn World Series games where it's freezing out. Or I've been to games where there's snow on the ground. And I did not carry a blanket. What do I see? I see people walking to the goddamn game of blankets. I, I, I'm sorry. You cannot bring. Maybe if I'm going to a football game and it's like 10 below. But like. You bring blankets to like select places like the beach or, you know, to bed or a picnic. That's where you bring blankets, not baseball games. 
Sorry, I don't mean to get on my high horse. That's a lie. I do mean to get on my high horse. You don't bring blankets to a baseball game. I want that on a t-shirt. I want to, you don't bring, I don't think that would really sell though. I don't know. <laughs> what audience am I really going for there? But like I said, the game was a bore. Stadium was nice, but the underlying factor was, and we just chose to go to this game. Once I started looking at tickets, I said, oh, well, would you look at this? So it was Barry Bonds' retirement night. Uh, not reti- No, he already retired. He didn't retire. They were retiring his number. And Barry Bonds, obviously a controversial figure. Lots of controversy swirling around his enormous cranium. Here's the thing. Let, let's, let's talk. Let's, let's, let's chat. You know, let's chat Barry Bonds for, for just a minute. Oh, D- Dolgan got suspended again, huh? He just followed me. What's up with that? So some of you are like, who is uh, Dolgan and who really cares? It's a great question. Wonderful question. Dolgan's a general. Back off. And I don't mean the one that rides around with Shaquille O'Neal and gives you car insurance. So Barry Bonds, we can we can debate the, 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 the crime of taking steroids where his cleats getting bigger, his head getting bigger, and his body just becoming in size fucking Incredible Hulk. Uh, he's a rotten guy, too. Like, if you take the steroids out of him, he's a surly dick. He's a terrible teammate. Beat the shit out of his girlfriend. Probably a shitty father, too. I have no evidence of that, but I'm just going to put it... Check the box. There we go. Shitty father. Uh, and he's probably a tax cheat, too. Um, is he re- he's somehow related to Willie McCovey. He was a tax cheat. No, he's re- he's the godfather of Willie Mays. Uh, but the, let, let's just say he's involved with Willie McCovey, too. W- Willie McCovey, too. Tax cheat. Didn't he go to prison, I think? Right? I'll have to double check that one. Check that one, stat boys. But he, he's a rotten guy. Now, I was talking with some uh, some very bright individuals. Uh, that being uh, Section 308 on Twitter, at SEC308, uh, and the great Simon Yonkers. And they're right in the sense that, you know what? Baseball needs, sports needs villains. They, you need villains. Because if you don't, you know what you have? You have the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox 2018, void of personality. And it's so goddamn boring. Who do you hate on any of those teams? David Price is the only one I can think of. Who else do you hate? Chapman, I guess. But I mean, you only see him for one inning and he's... I don't know if his demeanor is that hateable more so than like who he is. Uh, I guess you could say the same for Price. What am I even talking about? But anyways, but you need villains. The same reason I watch Miami Heat all the time was LeBron, uh, Wade, and Bosh. Because it's fun to... Excuse me. Fun to root against them. That, that's, the, that's the case. But I mean, the thing with Bonds is, I almost got into it with some lady in the beer line, which I didn't even, she was just like, you know, it's, you know, it's messed up. And she was talking to some guy who I think he was watching his first baseball game. He's like, yeah, steroids. Like, it's so crazy. Like some people did them, some people did Whoa. So like that, Bud Simmons in the Hall of Fame, he was like the, he was like the head, right? She's like, yeah, the commissioner. Yeah, yeah, the commissioner. She's a fucking moron. Just stop talking in sports conversations and go do something. I don't know. Argue about Trump. But the idea that, well, he never, he never got caught. He, he never failed a test. Well, it's like, okay, you're right. I mean, him and Clemens didn't, didn't, didn't fail a test, but it's like, you know, Michael Jackson was never convicted of molesting anyone, but do you think he did it? Well, well, that, that, what did, did, did Ray Lewis get convicted of murdering those people? No. But did he do it? Yeah, probably. He stained blood all over himself. <laughs> or maybe he just bled out into his white suit. I don't know. Maybe that, that's something that happens. Oh, yeah, he's a suspected serial killer. Yeah, but he was never caught. So, you know, so. Now, I know how absurd it sounds comparing those crimes to someone who did steroids, but I think it's completely rational. That That's just me. But Barry Bonds is a bad guy. And uh, 
I think the reason you'll never see him in the Hall of Fame is just because it opens Pandora's box. Everyone loves Pandora's box when it comes to sports talk. You open Pandora's box. <laughs> Fucking morons. So you open Pandora's box and uh, there you go. Then it just, it's like, it's a waterfall of, uh, of cheats and liars and everyone. They all go in. So I've been to these number of retirement ceremonies before. I'm 12 minutes in just rambling here. So you, you go to these uh, retirement ceremonies and, they're usually pretty shitty in a sense that, yeah, if that's your favorite player, that's cool. You get to see him have this great moment, you know, wearing a suit. And, uh, you know, it's a bunch of people just telling a bunch of dumb stories. And it's usually like old jocks. Like when Francesa gets the old, used to get the old gang around him, well, he can sunny Yankees and Muscaurin, you know, and, and Hank Bauer. And they're telling all these stories that you have to laugh at because they're old and they're former players. Uh, I don't know. And it seems like even whether they're from the South or not, it sounds like these stories are sometimes more Southified to an extent. The older they get, regardless, they, they could be from Minnesota, but it sounds like, you know, it's like, you ain't going to touch that hog and you ain't going to feed a chicken. All right. It's just like, what, what does that mean? What does that mean? But they're old. So you laugh at and you have to and like Barry, Willie Mays was going on and on. It was, I, I won't say it was, you know, I wouldn't say senile or anything, but it, it, it it wasn't going in a good direction. It was almost like they had to hit the gong or get the big cane and take them out and say, all right, for uh, Bono going up to Sinatra and uh, turn on the music. But it, it, he would say, he said a few things and like Bonds keeled over in laughter when no one thinks it's funny. It's just all fake pretend bullshit. It's like Twitter. <laughs> oh, by the way, before I get back to it, I mean, Aretha Franklin, who, listen, I'm not going to pretend I know everything about Aretha Franklin, but I'm not minimizing her importance the last 100 years in, in, in society. I've been doing some research on her. Because uh, that's what I do at 2 in the morning, you know, and I can't get to sleep. I'm like, oh, you know, look at the Wikipedia thing on Aretha Franklin. She's the first female ever voted in the Rock and Roll, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. For, you know, take that as what you want. I mean, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I still can't look at that as a serious, like, destination or thing. Inducted before the Beatles. Whatever, but she's in hospice care, and you know she's in failing health, and can't wait to see all the millennials pretend to care about Aretha Franklin because they heard like respect in like a Disney movie when they were like four, and haven't heard anything since. But believe me, they'll be heartbroken when she passes away. My heart is in pieces, and I bet you in real life those people don't even fucking say a word to each other about Aretha Franklin. It's all pretend. It's all pretend. Brian, do you you know what's really pretend? You whatever. I know I have the same topics every week, but they still piss me off every week and they don't rectify themselves. It's like people just <laughs> blue in the face talking about Trump. Who will get to, by the way? Uh, I'm joining the Space Force again. Uh, I got my, my launch order. <laughs> Holy Christ. Space Force. Space Force all the way. Uh, back to Bonds, though. But I mean, and you saw everyone cheering him. I just, I felt like we're in this weird dimension, this part of the country where... Everyone cares about, uh, you know, the, the only people that care about Barry Bonds, who, like, worship Barry Bonds. I don't know. I will say this. They gave away free hats to the first 20,000 fans. I sold – we got two of them, obviously. I sold one of them on eBay for 50 bucks. So still trying to sell that other one. If anyone's interested in a hat there, and do not make me a best offer because it's $50 or nothing. I will wear this hat forever if I don't get my 50 bucks. That's a lot. I just make a best offer because it's uh, getting a little later away from the day than I still want to be relevant. So that's that. The game was boring as hell. Uh, I talked to, I actually talked to some people. Yeah, I, I don't really, 
I was, yeah, I had a few drinks. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, you didn't have anything to drink. No, it's a lie. And we had a few drinks before we went in and then a few drinks there, which, you know, it, when you go to the game, it's like, whoa, these drink prices are crazy. But it doesn't stop you from, like, continuing to buy more drinks. You don't go up and say, wow, these drinks are really, really expensive in the third inning, fourth inning. Yeah, I'm going to stop drinking. No, you just continue. And then you look at your credit card statement two days later and just like, oh, my God. Like, which. Why do I do this to myself? And I don't understand. I don't. It's just absurd. It makes me sick. It makes me sick to my stomach. Um, anything else happen? None we were there. I'm trying to think. Mm, yeah. No, I guess that's it. I recommend the stadium. It is. It is a great stadium. Um, the only problem is it's like a lot of the new stadiums. It's more of a hangout than a baseball stadium. Uh, Whatever, that's the way you got to do it. People can't sit through an entire game anymore. That's just the way it is. Uh, did, did this team ever fucking lose? The Red Sox win again. I thought they were they scored in the eighth. Okay. Well, the Yankees won. Can you believe it? I can't believe they won, especially with how terrible Aaron Boone is. Oh, my God. So, uh, is there anything else? Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, fuck it. So, let's, let's talk about this. You know, I got into it with a few people on Twitter this morning. You know, Aaron Boone is not going to win manager of the year. He makes a lot of silly decisions. Uh, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, some some situational hitting, managing the bullpen. Zach Britton has not made it, who stinks, who is poo-poo. Uh, he has not made things easy on Aaron Boone because this guy was supposed to be good and he has been garbage, caca, not good. And now he's this, his, his, and you can't sit him, he's Zach Britton. He has to play. So he's just this big lump sitting there. Uh and you have to pick the right time and hope he doesn't walk the bases loaded. I mean, I, I just him and Chapman, not good, not good at all. Uh, but Aaron Boone, I don't know what people want. Like now, all of a sudden, the Girardi defenders are coming out, and you know there wasn't a lot of them at the end of last season. Oh, this gotta go, gotta go. It's it's the Boston Red Sox are eighty six and thirty five. Where do you think the Yankees would be with Joe Girardi? Do you think maybe they'd still be in second place? Now, I had the wonderful Steve Andrusco say to me, yeah, but wouldn't you rather be, you know, five games back as opposed to 10? And that's going under the assumption that Boone has blown five games. And listen, Boone has made some bad decisions. Now, you know, Michael Kay, who is a monster, as we heard last episode on this podcast. If you haven't heard, go back. Again, remember, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play. Remember, you know what? Rate and leave a review. Somebody actually gave me a rating uh, this week. I always forget to to mention when people do uh, nice things. <laughs> I forget to mention when people do nice things. It sounds odd. Uh, yeah, one rating. Big goddamn deal. Show your name. Show your face. Uh, but, you know, Michael K thinks he, like, he, he, he totally, like, what's the word? I don't know. Uh, dragged, there's, there's, there's some Twitter, uh, to language dragged Aaron Boone when he's like, uh, explain why you didn't play Greg, Greg Bird after he got two hits. Because again, for whatever reason, Greg Bird has this spell over people, like as if he's like Honus Wagner all of a sudden, because he had two hits in a game. But you know, listen, Aaron Boone's explanation sounded like he was poppycock. It was crazy. Uh, he sounded foolhardy in in the words of Francesa. He sounded like a moron. I mean, at the same time, that's Greg Bird. Who gives a shit? That guy sucks. I'm so sick of that guy. And and you're actually hearing the Yankee faithful, who you know, the ones who aren't psychotic, the the somewhat positive. Aaron, Greg Bird is batting 218. Oh, he got a hit. Oh, well, look at him. 
Greg Bird. Oh, we got a, yeah. Wow. Look at that. He got a hit. Ooh. And an RBI. Ooh. I thought his OPS would be worse. 716 is not good. But do you really think it matters that much? I'm I'm sorry, you guys. If this were neck and neck and you want to, the Red Sox are having an absolutely amazing season. And I think part of what Aaron Boone's issue is with people, managers are very much like players. So you have a first year manager here. Did you think everything was going to be perfect? Did you think he was going to make all the right moves? It's like when we expect someone who comes up from the college or whatever, or from the minors to be a star the first day. You know, that doesn't always happen. Not everyone is LeBron James. You know, there's going to be people in this NBA draft right now. You know what? They're going to underperform this first year. And you know what's going to happen three or four years? They're going to be good. Now, I get it. I get it. It's New York. You're managing the Yankees. It's a total different scenario than some late first-round draft pick. It's I know it's not the same. But, like, what are you expecting? Joe, Joe Girardi is one manager of the year. Joe Girardi ha- is a seasoned manager. And then I hear everyone, it's a fucking second-guessing assholes. You know, well, I would have uh, picked um, Hensley Bam Bam Mulins, which, you know what, that's not a terrible one. And I was talking to a few guys today, and I, maybe I shouldn't say second-guessing assholes, because some of them were bringing up good points. But then you hear some people, I'm sorry, I, I forget the gentleman's name who I was talking with today. Um, I'll look for it as I'm talking if I have the ability to do that, which most of the time I don't. Um... Uh, fuck. <laughs> is, uh, it's really not important. God, why am I doing this? Uh, so yeah, NY Sports 1970. You know, Carlos Beltran, he, he says, well, what about Carlos Beltran? I mean, Carlos Beltran's the same thing. Do you think Carlos Beltran's going to be perfect? Well, he, he's, everyone said he's going to be a, uh, what, what did he say? Everyone says he's going to, you know, he was built to be a manager. He was bred to be a manager. Okay, well, you know, why didn't he go play for? Why didn't he manage any other team? Did he any other interviews? No, I know he may have only wanted the Yankees. That that could be the answer to my question. But if you think, you know, he was going to come up here and be perfect too, you're out of your mind. And then there's the other element of it. Well, what about what about Alex Cora? Uh, he's a first year manager. Everything seems to be going swimmingly there. And then it comes down to the brass tacks. Let's talk turkey. When a team is better, the manager is secondary. It doesn't matter. What's it you say? Five at five to ten games at the most throughout an entire season is completely blamed on the manager. So when these play, so when World is Chapman walks the bases loaded, that's on Aaron Boone. I mean, I hate to be an Aaron Boone apologist because you know there's something about Aaron Boone. He's a smug dick, and I don't know where he gets it from because he had one goddamn swing in his life. If it wasn't for that swing, he you know what he'd be? He'd be the guy that was part of the family that played baseball. That's all he'd be. He'd be the guy that tore his ACL so the Yankees got A-Rod. That's all he'd be. He is a smug dick, and I don't know why. He walks around like he's really important, like everything he says is really profound. But I can't, the Yankees are 30 games over 500. I think they actually be more than that. Like, I'm sorry, Yankee fans. And, and I, I saw somebody say, there should be 40 games over 500. Why stop there? How about 50 games? 60 games over <laughs> It's like, you guys are living in a fucking bubble. I, I don't know what is wrong with you. The Yankees are 75 and 44. They are 31 games over 500. You want to be mad at Aaron Boone for some decisions? I'm not going to stop you. But if you act like anything is that different with any other manager, then you're wrong. You're lying to yourself because you want to win a World Series. Which, listen, by the way, again, I have to remind people this. You're not winning. You didn't win anything. You don't get a ring. You don't get a parade. They don't retire your number. 
Maybe you go to sports heaven. I don't know. <sighs> Anyways. So, uh, Stanton's on fire, which we had, we had him being, that was the worst uh, trade ever. Just a few months ago, he was uh, one of the wor- uh, you know, most underperforming assholes ever. They were going to regret that. They only, he's only there for another 10 years or whatever. So all of a sudden he's on fire. Uh, Lance Lynn, uh, boy, he, uh, he looks great. He, I think we want, we like him. He's a, he's a fat guy. Uh, I, 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 I like it. <laughs> He's a fat guy. He pitches very well. I mean, uh, what, 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 CC's on the DL, which a lot of people are saying it's a fake DL stint. And Severino is, he's, he's slumping. You know, I, this, I really have to make a pact to myself. And I think I'm going to start doing it. I am not going on social media during baseball games. Luis Severino is in a big slump. There is no doubt about it. I am not going to pretend like it's normal for a a guy who finished third in the Cy Young last year to give up that many home runs to the New York Mets, a minor league team. How about that telecast last night? Holy shit. Give me Sunday night baseball, the crew. Give me give me Matt Vascurgeon. Give me Jess Mendoza. Give me the, the, the wonder and wisdom of Alex Rodriguez. Give me it all over that crew of Tim Kirchin. I don't remember. Is that... Glanville, is that the other guy? And and Keith Olbermann? Keith Olbermann! Now, I know everyone was piling on. It was a rush to pile on. I'm sorry. There's a reason it's a rush to pile on. Keith Olbermann is a hack. The guy's been fired nine million times. A guy who basically had trouble breathing because of Donald Trump. They just stopped talking about him. We just stopped. It, over. Done. It's amazing what, you know, you get an employer and then all of a sudden the enemy of the state, the new Hitler, you just don't talk about it anymore. Now he's like a, he's like a worse version of Dennis Miller. He tries, like at least Dennis Miller, like I could laugh at some of his stuff, some of his stuff. He's like, he bring like a history effect. Like, oh, I haven't seen that since Hannibal took the elephants over the Alps or, you know, Genghis Khan couldn't have done that one any better. Boy, they're eating tonight. It's just like, okay, well, that's kind of funny. You know, it shows he has a brain instead of a normal sports cliche, you know, arsenal of fucking syncophants. But like, he's just not funny. And Oberman, those guys let it breathe. They were so, they, they certainly showed that they were doing a game together for the first time. Even my wife was just like, she was like half doing something else. She's like, this is awful. This is terrible. I was like, it's putrid. It's dreadful. It's awful. It's putrid. It's dreadful. I said that several times. I just kept repeating it. But that's that. Uh, but, I'll, you know, another thing I'll go back to Aaron Boone just for real quick and then we'll move on. I think one of the positives, and it's a negative at the same time, he's a, I think it's a lot looser clubhouse than it was with Joe Girardi. But you know what? There's also a lot of guys, veteran and a lot of younger guys, making a lot of stupid mental mistakes, which makes me think, you know, that's a managing thing. But seriously, that's a managing thing. That that's 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 a uh, product of a loose clubhouse. So, I really want whatever his name is. It's not John Voigt, but I want uh, the guy Voigt, <laughs> just because of his last name in the Seinfeld. I just I just want him to play well, even though he's terrible too. Bill Voigt, I, I gotta find his name. Luke Voigt, who's got five career home runs. So uh, I don't know if he's gonna make the playoff roster. <laughs> Luke Voigt, but I mean, is he that much better than Greg? Worse than Greg Bird? Just give me Luke Voigt, Luke Voigt. Everybody's talking at me. I can't hear a word they're saying. Just driving around in John Voigt's car. 
I think you bought a car because it was owned by John Voight. No, no. Yes, yes. Oh, God, I love that episode. <laughs> Such a good episode. Uh, and boy, they put Noah Syndergaard into that. that <laughs> Those guys just did not want to do anything. They put Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, the next pitch is going to strike. It's going to be a fastball. Oh, shut up. Anyways, let's move on from that. We're 30 minutes in. Uh, you guys probably don't need all the updates whenever I do this. You know, let's uh, best wishes out to uh, Kirk Minahan, friend of the podcast, who revealed he has had some mental health issues and contemplated suicide last week and checked himself into a hospital. And Kirk handled it uh, the best way he can with humor. And he said things like, uh, yeah, so I'll uh, be here next week. Uh, I'll be here tomorrow or, you know, just, uh, you know, unless I throw myself in front of a train. So uh, I, th- I think he's taking it all in the best way he can. Uh, I-, I think it's, I think that takes balls to do that, to go out and say, yeah, I'm thinking about killing myself. And uh, he didn't really need to do that on Twitter, but he did, so. So there we go. We got somebody who uh, has checked themselves into a mental facility. Uh, I guess on the podcast. Let's see what what other notables. We got a guy that has passed away, Frank DeFord. We have a convicted felon, Tim Donahue. Boy, we're on the rainbow here. Let's see, Alex Reamer, gay. Um, we have Hispanics. James Wagner is Hispa- my well, my wife. She's Hispanic, so we got that. Uh, we got a few women. We had uh, let's see. Nicole Auerbach and Chrissy. This is for all the new listeners. Everyone else is like, yeah, we've heard all these, Brian. Shut up. Uh, only one black guy, huh? Dave Sims. I think that's it. Anyone else? I'm trying to think. Yeah, that might be it. Okay. Well, we got to work on that. We got we to gotta get better. Got to get better. So let's get better, right? Uh, that, that, uh, what else can we talk about? Um, I forget. Jeez. Is that it? Is that the whole goddamn podcast? I saw today that, uh, let's see. So I saw Sarah Huckabee Sanders said she can't say for sure that there are any recorded videos with Trump saying racial slurs, which uh, I think in the words of Trump, I think he sums it up very well saying this. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, that's that's not good. And I, I heard somebody, who is it? The great Pulos said to me today, what is worse that video coming out, that audio, or the 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 infamous maybe we'll never see P tape where Russian prostitutes piss all over Donald Trump. I'd say the P tape is worse just because we have had presidents in the past. Now I get it's 2018, but we have pre- have presidents in the past recorded saying racial slurs. So Donald Trump would not be the worst for sure. Yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good. And boy, he's he's having a lot of fun with the Amarosa thing. At least at least the Amarosa low life, adding something new to the rotation. Because I'll tell you, before the Amarosa thing, he was really just becoming like a classic rock station. You know, just play all the hits. You know, when you're bored of one, just go to the next one. Give me Pink Floyd, Comfortably Numb, Stairway to Heaven, Zeppelin, and, and Rolling Stones. I, you know, Satisfaction and Beatles, Hard Day's Night. I mean, we'll go with the Russian hoax. Uh, we'll go with some kneeling in the NFL. We'll do the unemployment rate with the uh, African American Hispanic community, and uh, I don't know. We'll throw in some uh, something about the Space Force and how much he loves the military. It's it, play the hits because everyone loves the hits. It's classic rock. What is with classic rock? You're <laughs> the one in Connecticut. WPLR. And here it's 96.9, the Eagle. I don't, there's always like this 
it's like this intimidation and like challenge more so with like classic rock voices. Like they want you to you know, sign in a oath of blood when they, when they, when they talk to you, P L R. It's like, all right, I accept like the, like the guy selling a beer at the, at the game. Step up. Who's ready? Who's ready? All right, Brian, the shtick's done. Uh, and I guess we'll end it here. I don't really have much else to say. I mean, what am I going to do? Talk about Amorosis. Uh, Amorosis is a scumbag, too. I mean, but I mean, Trump can shit on her as much as you want. It's like, yeah, you also hired her, too, bro. I mean, you, 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 can't, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't. Uh, so Mike Francesa met, uh, who apparently thinks that you can only do certain actions of Twitter in the Twitter headquarters. And uh, he's sadly mistaken there. Uh, but he did a video Q and A where you know half the uh, half the half the questions he replied to were of the internet celebrity types of Barstool and you know Rob Perez, Worldwide Wob, or you know it's like oh my god I can't believe he chose those I thought it was just random. Mike, th- that is a sad scene seeing Mike pander, you know Mike pander to that 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 audience sometimes. I. Because, you know, for so long, nothing changed in regards to technology with Mike. Mike started in 1987 with WFAN. And when the internet started getting big, what, like, 95, when it started becoming, like, everyone's house, 96. So we're talking almost 10 years there. And still, the internet was still growing. And now you see this old man have to stump to these levels to fucking respond to pieces of shit like KFC Barstool. Like, it's just like... Good God. Like, what are you? You're, it's a sad scene sometimes when I see Mike do that shit. But, you know, of course, he can't even... He, the man is on his phone at all times. He can't even position his face correctly. It's almost like one of those creepy, like, Snapchat chap, chat roulette things where he's, like, propositioning a, ch- a teenager online. It's like, show me mine, I'll show you yours. Yeah. Oh God, it was such a weird thing where he's just, it, it, it had all the makings of a Chris Hansen. It's him walking through somehow and asking to see the phone and the chat lock. That, that's, that's all I'll say. Mike, Mike, Mike. Oh God. I, I This app is going to be so bad. It's going to be, and he, he's offering a service that's free in Periscope. Yeah, you'll get to have me. I want to see Mike at 2 a.m. I hope Because you know what's going to happen. There's going to be something embarrassing behind him. He's going to have the video. People are going to screen. Mike doesn't think of these things. Mike doesn't know the capability of people on the internet to ruin him and make him look stupid. Now, he can play like he doesn't care. That's a lie. Because once he goes with this app, he's going to be online all the time. So don't tell me you don't care. And speaking of, by the way, speaking of Twitter, I I, I, I question this today to, to the world. This guy, Stu Finer on Twitter, who is, you know, one of these degenerate loser, uh, you know, bookie guys, give me money and I'll give you the picks, you know, 48, 52% of the time. How is this guy interesting whatsoever? He's like an Alex Jones type of, of internet sports gambling. He takes his shirt off. He's really loud. He's obnoxious. I find nothing redeeming about him whatsoever. He's always like screaming, like challenging you. Again, what is with people challenging you to do things? Are people like have that low a self-esteem or are they, are they th- that stupid that they're like, that's a, and they're, and they're also like challenges to like the world and you take it personally. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do need that. Yeah, will the Chargers cover the second half? Yeah, yeah, give it to me, Stu. That guy sucks so much. 
I find nothing funny about him. And if, and, you know, he's, 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 he's blossoming this friendship with Frank the Tank of Barstool, which Frank seems like a very nice guy. He really does. I don't find anything interesting about him either. Uh, I, I think some of it's incredibly troubling, uh, him showing the food he eats. I mean, if you don't know Frank, uh, NJ Tank 69, I think is his name or something like that. He's a large man. He's got to be close to 400 pounds. And he shows these just horrific plates of slop. And and everyone's like, yeah, looking good, Frank. And like, you could just see the, the mounds of salt. Oh, it's it's a extended live suicide. Is it, That's what it is. And this scumbag, Stu Finer, is clearly using him and the Barstool notoriety to become a, I don't want to say a household name, because I can't imagine speaking to anyone in any household about that asshole. I hate that guy. I, I, I know nothing about him. I just see his videos where he, like, postures in front of the camera. Like, what, what are you trying to prove? It's like a poor man's, like, Don West. Remember the guy who'd sell the rookie cards and everything on the QVC network? But, like, at least he would, I mean, he was excited about the product. He, he wasn't, like, challenging me to buy a PSA 9 fucking Ken Griffey Jr. upper deck rookie card. I mean, that, that's, that's not, that wasn't his shtick. This guy is just angry. I, it's baffling to me. It's baffling. And, and I find nothing interesting about it. And uh, that's that. That's all I'll say. So, uh, so the Francesa app is next week, uh, the 24th, I think. And like I've said in the podcast before, I will, if it's a month to month thing, I will definitely give it a shot. I'm not buying a six month thing. If that, that's what the installments are. And you know what, you know, you go to some websites, it's like, yeah, for three months, you get for this for six months, you get for this a year, you get for this. No, give me the month to month, Mike, because, uh, I want to try this piece of garbage out. I want to see how bad it is, see all the cracks, make fun of it and, uh, probably then leave. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's my agenda. So that's the podcast folks. I want you to go to a, a few podcast directories for me, uh, especially iTunes. I want you to leave a review because I know I got some new listeners to the show and I love all of you. I really do. I, uh, I couldn't be happier with the podcast. I don't have as many guests. I know there's some new listeners right now. I used to have guests all the time and, uh, some are good. Some not so good. Some really just boring. And, uh, I don't know if you think I should have more guests, go ahead and tell me. You know, tell me a guest I should try to get on, but the, how, how arrogant do I fucking sound? You try to find a guest. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, if, if, if James Comey's available, I'll have him on. I mean, come on. Uh, who wouldn't love to come on? I mean, seriously, Jim, Jim, Jesus, who the hell do I think I am? But, uh, <laughs> I can't believe how arrogant that sounded. I apologize for that. No, I don't. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is, this is me. And, uh, I think if you appreciate the podcast, if you, if you enjoy it, just take some time, and if you don't want to leave a review, listen, if you're not creative like myself, uh, just leave a review. Excuse me. Uh, you know, hit hit the stars. It always helps. Helps the podcast grow and all that. So, And if you're not on iTunes, then Stitcher, Google Play. I think you can put it on Spotify now. I don't know if, the, don't know if that's just for the big dogs, but uh, I'll try doing that, which I probably will forget about. And uh, probably – I'm watching this new show. I only watch a few episodes. It's called Alone. I think it's an older show, but I'm starting in season one. I think it's in 2015 where they put all these psychos – in different spots, like all by themselves, kind of like a survivor man sort of thing with only a camera there in Vancouver Island. There's like bears trying to get in this guy's tent. I tell you the camera work and the choreography is really good. And that it makes me like 
never want to do that, which I never had any aspirations to do in the first place, but it makes me, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, it's not, it, it's interesting. I give it a shot. It's on Hulu, I think, or I think it's originally the history channel, you know, home of hunting Hitler. When we come back, you better have answers. All right. Local townspeople who know nothing about what we're saying and probably don't understand the language I'm speaking. Yeah. We want to know if that artifact could be someone that may have known a Nazi, maybe, who knew Heinrich Himmler. We want answers. And we come back, I'm going to scale a mountain for no reason. And you're going to tell me. (laughs) Oh, fuck that guy. Anyways, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. Enough of the promotion. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 at RedTicketBlues. So uh, maybe another podcast later this week. Don't hold your breath, but with that being said, yeah, listen. Some moonshine is gone on my eyes.